You should know I think you're fucking beautiful All your flaws are perfect You should let them show The things I love the most I don't know what you see But I see all of you beautiful You should know I think you're fucking beautiful Thank you for tuning in for the Push Through Podcast. I'm your host, Keisha Reeves. I'm a licensed professional counselor here in Atlanta, Georgia, with a private practice where I specialize in maternal mental health as well as women. With the podcast, we'll be talking all things womanhood, motherhood, and a few things sprinkled in in between. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a quick chat with me. And they probably just scared of you shit You the dopest Mama don't ever fuck it Girl you know this Little finger in the air Tell them to be gone Hey guys, welcome back for another episode of the Push Through Podcast As you are aware, last week there wasn't a show Um, Last week I took the week off It was my birthday And I celebrated with some really close friends Um somewhat of a staycation went out of town but was really just like 45 minutes to an hour out of town if you can consider that but had a great time and um was thinking about doing a podcast last week but then I decided that I wanted to completely check out not do anything and just enjoy my kids um we planned a couple of activities throughout the week with them and did some things, and it was just a really great week. It was a nice and much-needed break to just check out because things are heating up and getting super, super busy, and um, I just needed some time to kind of take a break, regroup, refresh, think, put some practices into place, and now I'm here. So um, before we get back into some other episodes where I have some interviews with some really great women, I wanted to pop in and just talk about a couple of things that's going on with Push Through, as well as some articles that I've been reading. And also this week is Black Maternal Week, which is a really, really big deal. And I don't know if you already follow Black Mamas Matter on Instagram or on their website, But they um, have been doing so much great um, speaking engagements, panels. Um, They have a conference this weekend. Just a lot of really, really valuable information. And their keynote speaker um, is Khalees, whom I love. I love, love, love Khalees. She reminds me of myself in another life. But um, they just have so many great topics. They also had a live stream on Facebook, was it? or was it YouTube, with Kamala Harris um, talking about a lot of the legislative um, movements that are being made to help Black women with everything that's going on with the health disparities and the mortality rate. And that was really good. That was earlier in this week. And this weekend, just to give you some of the topics, and it's interesting to see some of the people that I actually even like know and like heard of. Um but some of the topics that they're going to be covering, reclaiming black care and pregnancy, development and implementation of hospital-based black racially concordant group perinatal care models in the Bay Area, um, black midwifery, voices of black mothers, the baby-friendly experience, um, trill moms shifting the way society listens to and cares for black moms, um, advancing black maternal health within a sexual and reproductive health. Just tons, tons, tons of good stuff. And the people that I 
know or have seen speak before Kay Matthews. She's really, really great. Um, Dr. Natalie Hernandez. Um, she is a doctor over at Morehouse School of Medicine. She does a lot of great, great research on black maternal health. And it's just a really great lineup. Um, day two, they're going to be covering some other topics, the Black Birthing Bill of Rights, um, the Art of Birthing, Organizing Black Mamas for Reproductive Justice and Policy Change, Leveraging Digital Platforms to Advance Equity for Black Bodies. That's with Kimberly Seals Allers. If you don't follow her, you should. Um, and she's actually speaking twice. She's going to be at the town hall meeting. So I say all of this to say, <laughs> um, if you haven't already signed up to attend, please do, um, or even just following them because they just do so much. They're just an incredible organization for black mothers. And um, another thing, and I was talking about this last night in a meeting, being that it is Black Maternal Health Week, um, I see, like I've talked about before, um, I'm certified in perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. And um, most of the clients that I see are on the maternal mental health spectrum. Um, rather, they're trying to conceive, are pregnant, um, have experienced some sort of loss, or are dealing with PMATs. And there's just, I think that it's great that we know the statistics. And I think that it's very informative for we for us to be aware of the challenges that we are facing whenever we are dealing with um, medical providers, going into the hospital, um, getting adequate reproductive care. However, I also think that it is great for us to be also educated on how we navigate these spaces because we have um, things that are working against us. And I've been helping a lot of clients that have been seeing all of these statistics. And although they have a very healthy pregnancy, nothing would bring up any concern for them. They are very anxious because they are black and they're giving birth to a baby and having to go to the hospital. And due to the statistics, a lot of things have come about, such as several mothers are choosing to give birth at home. Um, there's even an entire, uh, what would I say, um, group of people who are non-believers of having any type of medical intervention at all and prefer to have a private birth experience, perhaps in the middle of nature or at home without a midwife or anyone, just like themselves and their partner. Um, but that topic, I would say for a different episode. But I say all of that to say um, people are very upset with the stats, as one should be. And I like to encourage clients to know that there isn't a situation where you have to feel very powerless and you have to feel as if, there's nothing that you can do about it and go into it with fear, but instead to help them understand that there's ways that you can be able to navigate it, such as um, I always encourage um, clients to come up with a 
plan, a birth plan. Um, Usually when we think of birth plan, we think of, I want the lights dimmed. I want a medicine ball to bounce on. I want to play a Luther Vandross playlist. And that's not to say that's not something that you can have, but to also have a plan with whomever is going to be your support person at the hospital and being able to talk about what are your wants and desires for this experience. Do you want to try to go as long as possible without having any type of medical intervention? Are you against having Pitocin? Do you wanna have a natural birth? Um, Do you wanna get there and you wanna immediately get your epidural? Just all of those things so that you have someone that's gonna be advocating for you on your behalf in the event that you maybe just not like up to it because you're trying to, you know, give birth to a whole human being that's inside of you and your thoughts may not be together. So you got this person that can kind of speak on your behalf, having that type of plan set up. Um, and also to know that you don't have to deal with any type of provider that you don't feel comfortable with. Um, you can change your provider at any time. You can change your OB, your midwife, whomever the week before, if you want to. And when you go to the hospital, most of your interaction with the medical staff is with the nurse who is ever assigned to you. If you don't have good vibes with your nurse, if you feel like they're not listening to you and they're not in a good mood or don't have like a great temperament because this experience needs to be as comfortable as possible. You can request to have them changed and have someone else. You can have a doula, um, Wellstar in Atlanta. And I know for people who are listening who are not in Georgia, um, it could be different for where you are, but the Wellstar in Atlanta, um, I think it's the one that's in Cobb, are allowing doulas to come into the room currently because they look at them as a part of the medical team. Other hospitals, here in Atlanta, such as Northside, Emory, they're still practicing the COVID measures. So it's just you and one support person. However, um, if you have a doula, you can still have them on FaceTime. You can have them on the phone. You can have a meeting with them prior to. You can labor at home and have them. And you can also go over this plan with them as well. And this person can be your advocate as well. They can speak on your behalf. They can make sure that you're getting everything that you need. Um, I was on a panel and it was for women of color and the birthing experience and there was a doula who said this acronym that I thought was so perfect Um, and it was a helpful way for mothers to remember how to ask those questions at that time and to kind of make a decision about whatever is being uh, suggested for them is something that was going to be in their best interest and the acronym was BRAIN The B stands for benefits. So let's say you go into the hospital, um, you're only dilated three centimeters, and it's been 12 hours, and the doctor is recommending that you get Pitocin. And Pitocin was something that wasn't a part of the plan, um, but you're hearing them out and you're listening to the suggestion, being able to say, okay, so what is the benefit of me getting Pitocin? Um, The R stands for what are the risks? If you were to get Pitocin, what is the risk factor associated with that? The A stands for alternatives. What are the other options? Can I just continue to wait it out for 12 more hours and see what happens if my body naturally does what it what it's supposed to do? What is the risk if I was able to do that? And is this an, a viable option? Or other than being induced by Pitocin, is there something else that I could do? Um, the I stands for intuition. What's your gut feeling? Sometimes we can kind of know what we should and what we shouldn't do. 
Um, and you ever hear where you go along with someone else's decision for you and it wasn't a good decision and you think like, I should have went with my gut. I knew that I didn't feel confident about that. I should have just did what I was supposed to do. Um, sometimes your gut speaks for you and go for it. At least you can feel like you know that you crossed all of your T's, dotted all your I's, and you went with what you thought was best. And maybe at the end, when you tried all of the things that you wanted to do and it didn't work, then you can say, okay, we can we can see what you're suggesting. And then the last one, the N, stands for needs. It's why do I need this? Sometimes um, I know for a certain frame of a woman um, or... If they're just not dilating at all, but they're in active labor, they've um, had their water break and they've been in labor for 48 hours and the doctor is like, I'm suggesting a C-section. I know that you don't want this, but the baby has been in there for a while. Your water has broken. We don't want you to have an infection or for the baby to have a bowel movement. And if they do, this can cause so many more complications. You know, I really, really feel like you need to have this. Having those conversations, making sure that your support person is on the same page, is being able to ask adequate questions, be able to advocate for you, your doula, making sure your medical staff is people that you feel comfortable with, they're advocating for you, that are listening to you, um, and making sure that they are hearing what you have to say. All of that put in together can help you feel more comfortable and can ease your anxiety so that you're not going in there feeling like, it's a scratch off lottery ticket. Will I make it or not? You know, and I think that the more we align the language with these are the statistics because there are racist providers out there. There are providers that have implicit bias. There are providers that just have horrible bedside manner that just don't listen and look at it as a, uh, a factory, a baby factory, as they refer to hospitals sometimes. Um, so being able to have a team that you trust, you know, some women have had their OBGYN since they were 18 and they're having babies at 34 and they are on a first name basis and feel like super comfortable. Those are the ones that you want to feel like, you know, okay, they got my back. They know me. I know them or people who are referred, um, having that can help you feel a little bit more comfortable and can ease that anxiety. And kind of like in Teal's episode that we had last time where she talked about being able to manifest your labor, being able to have some imagery, speaking into it in a positive light um, so that you can visualize the labor that you want to have and have that. I think that's also important. So that's my whole my whole piece on um, the stats and what to do with that information when you receive it so that you don't feel like something is happening to you that is completely out of your control um, because I don't want anyone to feel that way. Now, as far as what's going on with the world, another thing that's been weighing heavy on me, um, everything that's been talked about in the news with the George Floyd trial, voter restrictions, everything that happened with Dante. To be honest with you, I have very much so limited the information that I have been receiving. Um, I kind of like described it as like this grief that can never be resolved because someone is constantly passing away in a horrific way, um, murdered. And, you know, we've talked about secondary trauma before and how it shows up in your own life in ways that you least expect it. And 
I am at a place currently where I just don't have the capacity to take anything in additionally if I can have any control over it. Like I am definitely making sure that I am staying informed so I'm aware, but I'm not I'm not consuming more than I have to. So I'm not watching the trial. I'm not reading the updates from each day they're having the trial. I'm not watching any additional information about what's going on um, in the other places about it. The voter restriction is horrible. Um, And if anything, I've more so thought about ways to get involved, especially when we start to vote for a new governor so that our current governor can get the deuces. But um, I think that it's just protecting my my mental capacity. And for anyone that's out there that is a black person that just feels overwhelmed and exhausted by it because it is heavy and you don't want to have to carry this every single day because, you know, like we're already black. We, we already are aware of everything that happens every single week, day, month. Um, if you need to take a break from social media, take a break. If you need to take a break from the news, take a break. You don't have to expose yourself to it if you don't want to. It's just self-care. And that's important because it is a lot and it is exhausting. So that's how I feel about that. (laughs) Next on my list is to give you guys some updates on push through. Um, The boxes, which if you don't know about the boxes, back in 2018, I, um, March of 2018, actually, I launched, um, a line of postpartum support kits and, um, the kits were designed to help any mother after she has given birth. And they were various items from nipple creams for cracked nipples, um, vaginal wipes that were plant-based, even pads that were those ice pads to help with the healing. And the, the way that I came up with the idea was because after I gave birth to Ezra, there were just so many things about the changes of my body that I was unaware of. And I found myself on Amazon, Googling things, trying to find like solutions to what it was that I was experiencing. And another thing that was also important was just self-care because I was pouring so much into him and my life was just in a tailspin at that time, I was definitely on the back burner. And so the box contains six items that helps with the woman's healing as well as self-care and also mental health tips to help with sleep deprivation, anxiety, stress management, feelings of being overwhelmed, which is also very common after giving birth. And from launching the boxes, there were a subscription that came out from that. And each month I collaborated with different companies to fill the box with various six items every month. And it was an incredible experience. Um, I collaborated with Beatrice from Honeypot. Honeypot's been in the box twice. They first sent over their um, mommy-to-be body washes. And then the second time was the plant-based vaginal wipes. All of their items are organic and they're in Target. And so women owned, woman owned company, um, as well as some other great brands, um, Taylor Beauty, um, just tons, tons of great companies 
that are owned and ran by women. And after I launched it, maybe about six months later, I brought out the Mommy Self-Care Box, which had six items that were completely about self-care. And those items ranged from bath soaks to candles to lotions, facial masks, um, just tons of different companies I had collaborated with for that. And... um, Once I had Ellis last year, everything sold out prior to me going on medical leave, medical leave, (laughs) maternity leave, same thing, right? Before I went on maternity leave and then I just didn't restock anything when I came back to work in June and I've kind of just been on hiatus, getting adjusted, got the group practice settled. You know, we've been in a pandemic. The kids have been home, getting childcare to come in. Um, hiring staff, getting the CPA, just, you know, managing the foundation before I came back out with the extra. So um, now that I've, I've gotten a good grip on everything, because please keep in mind, I am a one woman show and I handle everything. My notes, my billing, my payroll, um, my household, just, I, I just do it all. And even with the boxes, mailing, shipping, customer service, um, having meetings with companies and brands, trying to come up with a comfortable way to make a collaboration happen, just all of that, my social media, all of that by myself. So I had to make sure that I was in a space where I can give it the attention that it needs um, so that we can come back out in a really cool, awesome way. And Um, The boxes go on sale on April 26th, Um, both of them, Um, the self-care box and the postpartum kit. And we also have t-shirts that I really, really, really love. Those go on sale as well on the 26th. So um, the days leading up, we're going to be having a countdown. We're going to give a giveaway. It's going to be great. I'm super excited. And also... Usually we have an annual conference, um, the Push Through Mama conference every year in September. But of course, Corona made us not have it in 2020. And we're not going to have it again, not in person for 2021. Instead, we're going to do Push Through Mama Breathe again, um, but with different instructors and breakout sessions. It's going to be set up differently this time, but I'm super excited because it's going to be even better than last year. And last year was really great. And then next year, the plan is to have an in-person conference and it's going to be a weekend event this time. And I'm meeting with a phenomenal event planner um, that planned planned it, planned an event that I went to that was a conference. It was a weekend conference with over like 2,000 women there. It could have been even more than 2,000. Hmm, could have been like 10,000 maybe. Anyway, so we're having a meeting next week um, to put together the vision for the in-person conference for 2022. I like even numbers anyway. They're my favorite. And um, I was born on April 8th, so I prefer even numbers. And... um. I'm excited to make next year like 
the bomb for this conference. And I'm so eager to hear everything that she has to say and how this thing is going to be incredible. Um, And the difference between my conference and some other conferences that happen is I never want mine to feel too educational. I definitely want mothers to learn things about their bodies, about intimacy, sex, um, self-esteem, mommy guilt, um, parenting. All of that is so important. But I also want them to just have a good time, like to meet other women, to laugh, to relax, and to learn different types of self-care options for themselves and to dance and eat and have a glass of wine, like for both things to coexist. And I think that's just so important. I think that in other conferences and other settings, it's super informative to be able to listen to some really phenomenal speakers in those type of settings. But for mine, you know, my platform is all about mothers and mothers being able to take care of themselves. That's what the boxes are for. That's what the podcast is for. And so that's my mission for that. So I'm super, super excited. And um, I'll let you know the details about Push Through Mama Breathe probably come summer as the planning gets going in regards to that. So all of that is in motion and is coming up. So I can't wait to talk to you guys about that. Now, um, another thing that I wanted to tell you about is I'm having a fundraiser and it is through Postpartum Support International. If you didn't know, I am on the Georgia chapter board and the fundraiser is the Climb Out of Darkness fundraiser. And with all of those funds, that's how we are able to have events like the Black Maternal Mental Health Summit that we had in February. That's how we're able to go out to different providers in the community and train them on how to recognize signs and symptoms of perinatal mood and anxiety disorders, um, being able to treat mothers and also help the families and refer them to get the adequate care that they need and also to be able to get clinicians to become trained so that they can be able to provide these trainings to providers and we also offer several types of scholarships um, have our conferences certifications all of that these funds because this is a nonprofit. These funds help create this and further the mission of helping mothers that are suffering from postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, and, and all of those um, mental health challenges. And um, I'm going to put a link in the show notes so that you can donate if you feel compelled to. Um, there's no amount that's too small a dollar, whatever, whatever, I would be so grateful. So it will get me closer to my goal um, of raising funds to help mothers. The next thing that I wanted to talk about, Aura has been on the show before and she recently came out with this article that just really hit home and that I just thought was like, OMG. Um, She's a phenomenal writer And I just love pretty much everything that she does. (laughs) And the article that she came out with was called Motherhood Was Designed by Men. She always has a really great way of when she writes, putting a different perspective on things that are, it's almost like something that is obvious that's there. 
but sometimes it's overshadowed by something else. And then she can be able to present it to you in a well-written way where you're like, oh yeah, that that is what that is. And she was basically talking about how women create this idea of what being a mother is and will put this pressure on themselves. And all of that was created by patriarchy um, about, you know, a woman has to take care of the household and she has to look a certain way and she has to serve her children and not ask for help and feel like she can manage it all and be able to cook and clean. And, you know, sometimes even bring home the bacon and cook it, just all of that. And we can put this pressure on ourselves to feel like, you know, I have to do this or I have to be this way, but we don't. We can define motherhood for whatever we want to, however we want it to look, and not feel as if this is something that, you know, we have to be able to meet because it's someone else's standards. And I would love to know what your thoughts are, what what your idea of in hearing that, because it really touched me. I remember, I forget like what movie it was, but... There was a movie that I had watched where the man was, I think they were in like counseling or something like that. And the woman was talking about how she feels like she doesn't get any help at all from her husband and how it was a struggle for her. And he just was not helpful in any type of way. And he had told her, I saw my mother do it and she never complained. So that's what I expect from you. And it's interesting how that's like the perspective. And I hear that very often. And oftentimes we don't know what our mothers or our mother's mothers would have thought of any of this. Like they could have been caught up in the patriarchy um, of the idea or the label of what motherhood should be. And they didn't feel like they had a voice to be able to speak out against it. And they could have also hated the situation. And would have loved to get out, but didn't have anybody to advocate for them or didn't have any option to go. I remember my um, aunt, she had a very alcoholic, abusive husband. She had four daughters by him. and He was a horrible man. But my aunt dropped out of high school when she was in the 10th grade. She had never worked a job in her life. She was always a, a house um, wife and homemaker and kept the kids And she had no skills and she was very fearful. She didn't feel like she had any options. And when you think of it in that way, it sounds like a prison. But I want to read an insert of what Aura wrote um, and to get, get hear from you and see what you think about it. Motherhood isn't automatically stressful, overwhelming, and isolating. Existing in a perpetual state of mental and emotional sacrifice is not required for raising children is required for accommodating men. The presence of patriarchy has tainted everything we know about what motherhood means. The best thing we can do is free ourselves of the obligation to be some cookie cutter kind of mom. We should make an effort to unlearn the moral mother narrative that binds women to caretaking as a career and define motherhood for ourselves. This time with both mother and child in mind, mothers aren't short on self-governance. They are, however, running dangerously low on self-care. Such an important message. So that means if you want to go to Miami for the weekend with your girlfriends and frolic on the beach and leave your kids with their father or with your mother, do it. 
If you want to put the kids in bed at seven o'clock, have a glass of wine, watch reruns of Murphy Brown, do it. Whatever you want to do and not feel as if you have to live up to what society says that you need to be or how you need to look or how you need to act, how you need to function. As long as you love your children, they are taken care of, they are well fed, they are in a functional household, do you take care of you. I don't know how much I have to preach this. If I can put it on a shirt, you cannot be the best mother that you want to be unless you take care of yourself. That's period, point blank. Define motherhood for how you want to define it. Don't let anybody impose their own opinions or how they view it through their lens on you. Everybody does it different and we can all respect everybody's different route or journey or ability to do it different but we all can love our children and love ourselves at the same time and that's okay (laughs) okay the next article that I read um so something that has also come up speaking of women feeling empowered had this conversation with a friend and then this convert this this topic has come up on social media I've never heard of this person and then some women that I've been working with have brought this up over and over and over because they have followed this person and I this person was not on my radar like a month ago I've never heard of this man in my life (laughs) um until recent and I saw how toxic and damaging he is to women um the writing is by whispers of a womanist I'm gonna put her link in this um article that she wrote in the show notes, but the name of it is The Curse of Kevin Samuels, Gender as Racism. And it is so good, so well written. I'm not going to go into everything that she wrote, but basically almost kind of like aligns with what Aura wrote and not allowing women to have men define for us how we should view our self-esteem how we should view ourselves as women, how our own femininity um, should be defined. We do that. We are women. And, And you yourself can be able to decide for you what you feel like is appropriate, not appropriate, um, who you want to be with, how you want to be, how you want to exist in this world, and not have some man who is all about destroying a woman's self-esteem, her self-image to tell you what is something that has value or not. I think that this person is Kevin Samuel is this despicable person. Um, I do not think that he should have a platform. And I've told women that my job is not to give advice nor tell people what to do. But if you follow this man, unfollow him right now. Um, Don't listen to anything. I, I remember when Steve Harvey came out with act like a lady, think like a man. And I just, it didn't sit well with me. I I just, I'm not a person who necessarily feels like men should tell women how to act in order to get a man. I, I just don't necessarily believe in that. I feel like women within ourselves, we can be able to support each other. I, I understand that a lot of women would like companionship. And I think that Therapy is a great place to be able to work internally to figure some things out. And then sometimes like with finding a mate, it is something that's not within our control in a lot of ways. Like we can't 
necessarily pinpoint when and how we're going to meet this person that fits well with us. And that can be very frustrating. And I totally understand that. But at the same time, to listen to someone who will devalue you and tell you because you have two children, no one will want you or because you make this salary, no one will want you or because you don't work out, no one will want you. I think that that is horrible. And that further puts women in this place where we are picking ourselves apart. The whole beauty industry plays on women's insecurities to help them make money. You know, contour this and and put this on and wear this. And, and I love makeup. I think it's beautiful. And I have no issues with someone having a beat face. But I do have an issue with people feeling as if they need to look like this, have this, own this, you know, have this accessory in order to feel worthy. I think that that is just a horrible message. You at your complete stripped naked um, bare self is priceless. And I think that that's the message that needs to be communicated daily. Like it, it is just horrible. And my gift to women, if I could, if I was like God or, or so superhuman, is to give women the gift of self-worth and self-esteem and self-image because we are just beaten upon day after day after day. Even just like, I remember there was like this study once of this woman who was walking down New York streets and the number of times she was being catcalled. Um, or when you're a woman and you walk by a man and they're like, why don't you smile sometimes? Or um, colorism within women or, you know, we versus natural hair or just all of that or getting plastic surgery. And I am for any woman doing whatever they want to do. If you want to get any type of plastic surgery, if you want to wear bundles in your hair, as long as you are doing it for you. Um, I've talked about how I want to get myself a breast reduction and a lift because my chest is huge and it is something that's uncomfortable for me. And I am doing it for me. I'm not doing it for the the sake of trying to have some sort of transaction. If I do this, then I will get this um, from someone else or I get this attention or I get this type of person. I think that is horrible that we have men um, in this world or just people in general that definitely create this for us and put us in a horrible place where we feel bad about ourselves. So I'm going to put that article in the show notes and I want you to tell me what your thoughts are so that we can further talk about it. Um, The last few things I want to tell you about is that our newsletters are about to start going out next week. We're going to have weekly newsletters where articles like this will be presented. Um, Anything that we have going on as far as like events, um, anything as far as like music I like, (laughs) Um, or things like um, the Atlanta Birth Center hosts a free Mocha Moms support group for black mothers every um, second and fourth Wednesday at one o'clock. That's free and virtual. Things like that will be included in the newsletter or just recent legislative information about reproductive health and justice, um, just anything like that that could just be informative, new self-care venues that have opened up, um, places, retreats, 
whatever in the country. All of that will be in the weekly newsletter. So I'm going to put a link for you to be able to subscribe to that and get that information. And I am going to be hosting a Black Birth Worker Meetup that's virtual. That's coming up in May, May 7th, I believe, (laughs) at 12 o'clock from 12 to 1. The last one that we had in January was a hit. So we're going to be having another one. And that's just so we can put faces to names um, so that we can be able to refer to one another. So if I need to know someone who does pelvic floor, chiropractor, an OBGYN, a yoga instructor, um, fertility specialist, just in general, we can just have like a whole list of referral lists to be able to refer back and forth for that. And I think I've caught you all up. <laughs> I think that I've I've told you everything that I needed to tell you. Um, the only thing that I did want to leave you with is the reminder to take care of you. If anything, I've learned in this year of me celebrating my birthday, having a pandemic, um, everything that's been going on with the killings, being a mother of two expanding a business just in general and that's just my my stuff because I know everybody else has various things on their own individual plates um just don't forget about yourself take care of you be present be still do self-care in whatever way that that is and I always preach this that sometimes we think of self-care as getting our hair done or getting our nails done and that can feel like a treat to you but sometimes it can also feel like a task a chore to have to go to fit it in, to sit there, to get it done and to move on. I mean, like self-care is something that's legitimately taking care of you rather than sitting in silence, that's going for a drive, that's taking a long shower, that's taking a bath, that's mentally checking out and watching a really good movie, reading a book, catching up with a friend, gardening, growing something, cooking something, just anything that is for you that is fulfilling, refreshing and pouring back into yourself. And I am always reminding myself to make myself a priority because things are picking up now and I am busier than ever. And I got to really like grind it out for the remainder of the year because there's so many things that I want to accomplish and get done and tackle for this year to set me up for 2022. But in the midst of that, because I think I've talked about this before, like it's a gift and a curse to be ambitious with being ambitious you have to make sure that you don't burn yourself out and that you take moments for you and to be present with the people that you love and that are around you. And creating like pockets of of being able to do that, that's the biggest lesson that I've learned this year. Nourishing myself, nourishing my body, doing what feels good. And I've always talked about how being a runner is huge for me. Like I love to run and I used to run Um, like a 5k three or four times a week and now I bumped it up to five miles and the runner's high is real I can breathe I can get lost into my playlist I can just be in nature look around my body is moving and I'm not even telling other people to run it could be a walk it could be yoga it can be stretching it can just be sitting outside in the sun Just do you, do what feels good, tell yourself positive things, remind yourself how beautiful you are, what a prize you are, how worthy you are, 
And it is a blessing to still be here and making your mark on this world and whatever it is that you're doing, how you are as a mom, how you're showing up, how you're showing up at your job or how you're showing up in your family. Just give yourself a pat on the back. Create a mantra or an affirmation and to tell yourself you are fucking amazing. <laughs> All right. Until next time, keep pushing. I knew what I